Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Uncaged. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. They are the experts you need to know. Happy holidays, everybody. My name is Jesse, the in-game host for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and the man, the myth, the mullet, my co-host back from Las Vegas, Missouri. Nope, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't Last in Las time Vegas you were in Vegas. All. My apologies. Yeah. You're a well-traveled man. But Lance Dahl, <laughs> back on the podcast. Hey, Welcome thanks. Back. Yeah, that was in St. Louis. Um, sounds like I missed some fun. Had uh, had some good games while I was gone. Had some great games. Tigers yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, well, that uh, game in Calgary, I guess, was a bit of a bummer. But that, Yeah, I mean, the Tigers didn't play, I don't want to say bad. It's just one of those catch-up games Like right. that they were playing catch-up. Got away from them. They scored 13 goals against Lethbridge. Yeah, Calgary just knows how to play defense against Tigers for some weird reason. I don't really know what it is. I don't know why that's a thing. Seems to be. Swift the same way. Yeah. I mean, all the division games are tough, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I had a good time against Lethbridge, so that's fun. Yeah, 6-2 in Lethbridge. That was a nice one. Then they go to Calgary. They lose 4-3. Then they entertain Lethbridge here at Co-op Place. 7-2 7-2 victory. Right on. Love to see it. So it just seems like the goals are really working for them against Lethbridge. Which is good. I mean, you, you want to bury Lethbridge every chance you get, truthfully. If you're the Tigers, it's still like one of those rivalries you just want to dominate. Is that rivalry coming back, you think? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, the juice is more with Swift right now, right? And just that is inherently built in playoffs. I, I just I always go back to with so many of these players, they know each other from age 10 up. They start playing spring hockey and summer hockey with one another, and you, you get to be pretty familiar with everybody pretty quickly. And then they get to this level, and it, it's hard to – it's not like 10, 20, 30 years ago where there was just immediate hatred for the other side, right? Yeah. It's like it, it takes a little bit. And it was it like takes, benches clearing brawls. Yeah, it takes those big games to kind of build that in. And they've just had more big games with Swift lately, really since the pandemic, than yeah. than other teams. So, I would say it's really with Swift at the moment. Yeah, it's a lot of been, especially going back to last year when you look at that final game, right, for the playoff spot yeah. against Swift at home. That was a really big game. That was a lot of fun. But seven uh, two Tigers winning over the Hurricanes. Andrew Basha getting the first star of the game, four assists for Basha. Nice. That's good. Josh Van Mulligan, who's a guy who's uh, you don't see very often on the three stars. He was number two. That's good. With two assists. Yep. And then Kaden McCann was a third star with uh, two goals wow. on Saturday night. That is uh, quite the array of scoring. Yeah. Well, Tyler McKenzie got his 13th. Gavin McKenna got his 11th. Mercic has really started to come alive uh-huh. in the last few games. Uh-huh. He looks good. He looked good just before I left. And I he's continuing to look good. At home against Edmonton a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was... He's starting to get dialed in, and it's just a matter of time. Well, and we've said that, right? Once the floodgates open for guys like him uh-huh. or Harsani, then then watch out. And we're yeah. starting to see that a little bit because now the Tigers are scoring over five goals, and it's coming from different guys. But, you're yeah. not just relying on the Kane Lindstrom. It's nice when he scores. It doesn't hurt anything, yeah. But you're seeing it from all over the place. They should be, though. They have a team that should be scoring in waves. They should have three lines of consistent depth, really. 
when you look at it. Out like the the line with McCann, Calhoun, and whoever ends up playing there, if it's Spilka or if Corbet is checking in to play fourth line forward minutes, like that line just needs to win their shifts, extend a little bit of ozone time. It's nice when McCann is able to pick up a couple goals. Sure, yeah. you'll take it, obviously. I mean, but, he's got six on the year. Shane Smith has 17 on the year. Like, it's, But they it's, should have three consistent lines of scoring so that you can put five, six up a night and feel pretty confident that you're going to do it. And more often than not, they, they do this year. They do, yeah. I mean, they can score at any time mm-hmm. is what it seems. like. The, we're almost bringing back the nickname the Comeback Kids because there have been games yeah. that have had to come back in the third and you've kind of relied on them. Yeah, uh, ish. loosely. Yeah, I mean they're just they score a lot. They do score, but a lot. they they do it in bunches. It's been the biggest thing. When they pick up one, they find a couple right after, and it's kind of the layering of extending of shifts, and that's the depth that I talk about. Is you know they can score in bunches because they can roll three pretty heavy lines one after the other that have a lot of scorers on them, um, but I. They haven't really had to try and claw their way back into games. Not a lot. They not late anyway. Like they've obviously they were stuck. What was it four or five nothing against the Oil Kings that one night yeah. uh, earlier this season? That was in the first period. Mm-hmm. It gave themselves a little bit of, of leg room to to work with. You, you you know that they have the talent to do so, but um, this is also a team that I think is showing the. Shouldn't have to chase too many games this they year. They shouldn't. No, they they should be, and they're starting games early too. We're noticing, like they're they're They've coming on time. They're they're coming uh, like two nothing. They've been on time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's fun to watch goaltending Saturday night. We saw Ethan McCallum. He only let two goals in. He looked pretty good. We now know mm-hmm. that uh, we don't know what the timeline is for when Evan May is going to come back. But we learned last week that he is battling a concussion. Gino said. Oh, okay, that's not great. That's not great. So it's bad uh, news for a goalie who. Has to stand in front of pucks. But the good thing is, is there's no rush to get him in there because the Tigers have been going with the three-man system. Yeah, that's when it starts to look a little bit nicer is when an injury happens and you don't feel the need to have to hurry someone back because you know there's not just one but now two guys that can split the time and, and still keep the the ship afloat, so to speak, right? And having this little bit of time off for the holidays is going to help. Although you're yeah. right back at it on Wednesday. On well, the second half of the schedule is busy this year. It is. They only got, what, 32 or some games in the first half of the season. So it's it's a busier second half than the than the first. So if you can get a little bit of a break now and rest up some guys, that'll be good because it's going to be pretty heavy through January and, and into you know that playoff push at the end of the season, not wow. to mention you're going to have guys that are still floating in and out of the lineup yeah. with other things happening. It, I, I think it's crunch time when you get into the second half of the season. you got a trade deadline that's looming, that right. you know hit or miss. You don't exactly know what's going to happen at the trade deadline. Yeah. But now there's a lot of those central division matchups that are going to be key it's as like we all, get set. It's like all the second half. That's is all it, it pretty is. pretty much all the second half? Pretty well. They got a couple games, I think, still against American teams that have to come through, but they've done the BC road trip, so that's all done. They, like I said, have maybe one or two, I think two American teams that have to come up yet, and then it's just Eastern Conference opponents, and they've played a lot of Eastern Division teams already, so you're going to get a, a pretty heavy dose of your Swifts and Lethbridge and... Calgary, Red Deer, and Edmonton, right? You're going to get a lot of a lot of those looks. 
They got a nice cushion in the Central Division right now. I believe they're seven points up on Red Deer. Yeah. But Red Deer is a team right now, seven and three in their last ten. They are playing some really good hockey. They could be uh, a scary team in that second half. Yeah, they've. It's one of those things for them. I would imagine this break comes at a terrible time because they're starting to play because better. They're so hot. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to take a break. It, it kind of goes back to you know we were talking Thomas Mercik being a lot better the last handful of games. It sucks when you then have to take eleven days off. Right. I imagine he's going to be on the ice nonstop over that 11-day stretch. Just trying but, to steal. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I never thought about but that. But it doesn't exactly help things when you start to get into a rhythm and whatnot, and then you have to take a two-week break. Yeah. It's, no, <laughs> it's, it's not, not ideal. ideal. No. Um, let, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Um, what are Does the team look at something when you go into that break of the single-digit losses? Gino, uh, was, we, we, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, it'd be nice to sit there and be in the single digits as you get into the uh, the, the break. Uh-huh. But is that a real big deal? Does the team look at that, or are they looking more like standings-wise? I, I I don't think that – I mean, both are important, I suppose, because one influences the other. Um, I would say that where you are in relation to your conference or your division is more important than – how many like staying at single digit losses by Christmas? Well, that's but. kind of what I was thinking too, right? Like you got a really nice cushion in the the Central Division, in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you're second. Saskatoon's in first right now. They got a game in hand, but I think you're four points back right. of Saskatoon. That's gonna be a dogfight in the Eastern Conference. And that's where, like, when does the mind shift mindset shift from okay, we want to win the division to okay, we want to win the conference. Because if you look at the standings, which they're all pretty aware of what goes on, by all accounts, it seems like the team's pretty pretty aware of their own numbers, league numbers, things like that. Like, if you just look at it and say we're seven points up on Red Deer, you can find yourself kind of coasting a little bit. Yes, yeah. And it's not to say that this team would, but you feel a little bit more comfortable than you probably should. So if you change the mindset to being we should win the conference that changes things dramatically right it puts you into a different frame of mind where those games you can get up for a bit better um forces you to be on a bit more because it's right there for them they they can catch saskatoon and i understand you know the blades have made some deals this season to to make their team better and and seemingly try and dial something in for a push themselves but I go back to the thought that they have, if if we look at the beginning of the season, kind of look at it now, still think that East Division is harder to play in night in, night out than the Central. Uh, so they're going to have, in theory, just more tough games, right? Mm-hmm. Like I understand Swift plays the Tigers tough, the Hitman do, Lethbridge, all of them. But if you just go team by team, I, I think the the Eastern Division is the tougher of the two. And Saskatoon's gonna have to deal with more of those games than the Tigers will. So it, it's it's available to them to to make that it's run for the, to win the conference. I mean, the Warriors and Blade they're gonna have some battles. Brandon Wheat Kings they've been playing well as of late. They're gonna have some battles. You never know with the Regina Pats. They started off real yeah. strong, then they coasted, and then they're up a little bit, and they're kind of a, a heckle or a Jekyll and Jekyll Hyde, and Hyde team, type yeah. team. And then you have the Raiders, who should be getting better. They should be. They're still early in their development, but they're coming. Um, and like you said, Brandon, I mean, they have Bjarnason in the net, so you can kind of get goalied at any point. Arguably one of the best goalies in the league. Moose Jaws, 
maybe underperforming a little bit to what I expected, but they're they should be scoring eight goals a game. They're still going to be one of those teams you don't want to play at no, any point. Not at all. Um, and granted, obviously, no one wants to play Saskatoon either. They're they're not an easy team to play against. But you know, you're, you're starting to see the Tigers are getting the best of everyone else, and Saskatoon has had that for the last couple of years, so they they're kind of used to it, I guess, a bit more in that sense. But it'll be. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that second half shakes out because the conference is is really in play now. It is, it is. And uh, we got a a fun one for you today. We are going to have a special guest, which I'm pretty sure if you've seen the info for this or maybe the title, uh, it's a hometown kid, Josh Van Mullion. Yeah, which would be a nice talk. Yeah. Nice to to chat with Josh and, you know, get to pick his brain on how things were with with the Oilers. He went there before uh, the Tiger season started and just where he's seen this team go to so far, what his perspective has been. It's always interesting when you get kind of a player's purview and, you know, so often, especially with a team like the Tigers being what they are, you, you want to talk about goal scoring and how they're finding ways to put the puck in the net and obviously you need to, but, I mean, it's also a team that has gotten a lot better defensively. Yeah. In, Credit you know, over the steps over the years, right? I mean, you even look at the last handful of games. So they gave up two to Prince Albert. Then they gave up another two to Edmonton, two again to Edmonton, two to Lethbridge, four to Calgary, two to Lethbridge. That's been their last, what, six games? Yeah. Is basically allowing two goals a game. That's a pretty impressive number and a nice little clip. Especially in the junior leagues. Yeah. And he's under a a different – he's got an interesting story because when a lot of these kids are going to play junior, the WHL, they're off to a different city. They got a billet family. Yeah. They're they're trying to learn the surroundings of their new facility, city, all that stuff. Yeah. Not for him. He's sleeping in his own bed. He He's looking out when he's playing games, and there's not just a row or a section that's devoted to him. Yeah. He's seen a lot of familiar faces all through co-op plays. That's right. Yeah. So it's a very interesting story that he has, and he's been a part of the organization since mm-hmm. he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. We can get into that with his old boss, Mickey Lanick. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. But, uh, but, yeah, he's been around it, and, and it's cool to see, you know, the city – putting players out there and, and quality Western leaguers at that. I think Josh has improved each and every year. His numbers would say that as well. I mean, statistically, he's, right now. Yeah, he's already beating last yeah. season's numbers. Um, and he's going to be really heavily relied upon as soon as next year when half the defense corps graduates out of the league. So he, he's someone that I think a lot of people around here can rally around for a lot of good reasons, but he's also picking up a lot of responsibilities and that's only going to grow as the rest of the season goes and into next year. Yeah, so well, we're going to pick his brain here momentarily. It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. 
contractors, choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers, choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. Of course, we've been hinting. We've had a, a special guest when you weren't here. Right. Gino yeah, was in on. here, uh-huh. and we kind of uh, we said we had a special guest. We weren't going to say who it was. Uh, is it me? Not you. Because I'm back. But welcome back, though. Thank you. But welcome yeah, back. Nice. Uh, but we're very excited because this is a unique story. Uh-huh. Because I cannot remember the last time that there was a player from the hat on the Tigers squad. Well, Redcliffe there's been. Redcliffe. Recently with Dylan yep. McPherson. But Medicine Probably hat? have to go back to Curtis Volk. Oh, yeah, someone was billed for Medicine Hat. That's a good call. Well, at yeah. least you did your homework. Well, I just went to school with him, so that's Very how I remember. Very excited to say, in studio, the second star from Saturday night's game. Wow. Josh Ramalik. Wow. Second star, Josh. What's going on? Thanks for having how me How about on. that? What's the, uh, the how's, how's the little stick tap on, on the ice when you know, head out for second star <laughs> honors? That feels good against Lethbridge, huh? Uh, it felt pretty good, especially against the rivals there. <laughs> is, it, is it starting to pick up a little bit, that rivalry again with Lethbridge? Because it felt like... Like, it's always been there, but I think a lot of us on the outside were looking at, you know, you guys and the battles you've had with Swift as of late. And, you know, it's just always been intense. Is it still, like, a little bit of juice in there every time you play Lethbridge? Yeah, I think it's it's starting to ramp up, especially this year, I think. Um, yeah, it, our rival, rival with uh, Swift was pretty heated, just battling the playoffs there. But I think this year we're, we're battling a lot more with Lethbridge for playoffs kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. that's always been a discussion we've had. Like, who would be the Tigers' rival Right now, because it's right. always been Lethbridge, mm-hmm. but you've always had some really good battles against Calgary, yeah. against Red Deer, against Swift. So pretty much the entire division might just be. <laughs> yeah, the entire division is is always fun to watch, and I gotta imagine, yeah, those games are, are pretty easy to get up for, right? The divisional ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely really excited for those ones. Well, I mean, that's all your schedule is in the second half of the year. It feels like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seems like we're playing those teams every other day, but. Yeah, the more you see them, the more you start to not like them. So. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's we right. like I that. Mean, we like that. We won't ride that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So your story with the team, it's it's a unique one because uh, we were actually talking about this on Saturday's game, some of the people that I was working with, the game day yeah, staff. Yeah. But you were actually with the Tigers, working with the Tigers, when you were very young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you would, I guess. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. He's a sick, sick boy. boy. He was hanging right. out. and what, what, It wasn't at the old arena, right? Did you start when no. it was Canalta? Uh, my first year was actually the first year at co-op place. Yeah, okay. So I did that for three years there. So the first year and then two years after that. And so how cool is it, like being behind the scenes and now actually getting to wear the jersey, be on the ice, represent the city. Like that's something that kids around here kind of dream of doing yeah, when they're a kid, sure. right? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously crazy just being around the team at that young of age, looking up to all those players and wanting to be them one day playing in the Western Hockey And I was fortunate enough to be able to play for the Tigers. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, it's funny how it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. uh, does that mean Mick was your boss at one point? Mick yeah, Atlantic? so Mick was my boss. So I think having that really good relationship with him already, like building it from the past when I was younger, I think 
that's helped me a lot, and it, it's been good. Now, no one listens to this. Tough boss. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Tough boss, it. old Mick. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we love Mick. He, he does a lot for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, he's he goes doing two say. jobs. So, But even seeing, like, the stick boys that they have now, like, I wonder, they, they probably look up to you. Oh, yeah. Right? Because they want to yeah. feel, they want to fit in your footsteps one day. They want to be you. Like, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool that... Especially seeing them fist bumping them now, it's like, yeah. wow, that, that was me. <laughs> it's like, wow, feels like yesterday. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm getting old now. Yeah, yeah, you're really getting that. Look out, back pain starts right away, sneaks up on you. But uh, you guys have done a lot, you know, going into the community and, and playing the the floor hockey games in schools, uh, jumping on food drive with us, uh, you know, back in November. Just when you're kind of out in the community, uh, I mean, we always kind of talk about how you know you guys really are these larger-than-life celebrities for a lot of people in our community. And, and when you get to go to the schools, what's that like for you? As someone who's from here, you had that same excitement when, when mm-hmm. you were you know, at elementary school. I know when I was at St. Pat's, I lost my mind when Chris St. Jacques and Ben Thompson were yeah. coming through. So like, what's it like for you now? Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously something special to be able to go out and help, help the uh, community here. So I think especially seeing all those kids and like i said like i was i was just them like not too long ago so and like doing the skate with the tigers like i I went to that every year and getting everyone's autographs so i think just like little like little things like that it's just it's just really cool to kind of come full circle now you're handing them out hey yeah Yeah. you're handing out autographs you're you're playing in your home barn so when you score a goal and you assist when you win a game it's cool you look out there and it's not like a section of people that you know (laughs) it's the entire arena that you know yeah sometimes just looking around the rink you can almost name everyone so like it's like I it's see your awesome. pops up top. He's probably standing taller than anyone on some games. <laughs> oh, uh, most games. Most games. Oh, yeah. If not all games. <laughs> well, that's got to be cool. Like he's, he's been a huge support for you, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's been huge uh, for me. So I think just ha- having the family at every game, it's awesome. Like most guys, family, gets to see him a couple of times a year at their hometown games. So I think. I get like 34 hometown games, so yeah. I'm just I'm just really lucky. So yeah. well, I, we were talking though, like we were saying, you know, when we went to to Swift Current uh, earlier in the season in that that eight seven game, I think it was. But seeing that you had family there for that game, like like it, it's nice to know, you know, wherever you go, if it's around here, your family's traveling to make mm-hmm. it. That's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota is a, a great spot for that. We're very central in the league. So, yeah. like, we only have Lethbridge and Swift, like, two hours, and then Calgary's right there, like, Red Deer. Like, there's a lot of teams that are very close, so it's easy for them to travel and watch me on the road sometimes. Do you like that your your family also isn't, like, the, the boisterous banging on the glass bringing signs? <laughs> like, yeah. they're there, and they're, yeah, they're, they're up. They're respectful, right? Yeah. They're also not bringing <laughs> signs to every game. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they're not going too crazy at that's the games. That's my boy but... Josh. <laughs> Look at him go. No, that, that's more the grandparents when I go out to to brand and have family out there so that they, they like to be loud oh hell yeah love yeah. it cool. that's love awesome it. let's talk about the season that is because already you're you're putting up bigger numbers than you have the previous two years with the tigers uh this seems like there's something with this team there's a special buzz around this team the city's now starting to get behind it i would imagine that you guys felt that buzz early on knowing that this team was going to make a difference mm-hmm. yeah for sure i think with that like we have a lot of firepower up front like a lot of high-end players so i think those guys bring bring a lot of buzz to our team and a, a lot of people talk about us and I think we we have a special group like we got, we got a lot of like I said high end forwards but a good decor and some good goaltending so I think we got a deep team and we're, we're really excited for the second half. That's the thing, right? Is that there's depth really in in every area. Like it doesn't matter where you look, you, you have players that can slide up and in and 
and fill gaps if things happen. Um, but even just to go before the season started, when you went up to, to skate with the Oilers and, and went through their process, you know, uh, on our end of things, when we're watching games, we talk about them. A lot of people will say, oh, like, look at the jumps they made. It must have been because they spent two weeks with the Oilers or in Oasis's case because he was down in Columbus. Obviously, you guys pick up on stuff when you're there and you, you learn a couple things. But is it almost just you came back with more confidence, Josh, when, when you did that? Or, or was it, you know, there was some tangible things that you picked up along the way? Yeah, I think like you said, the biggest thing was kind of the confidence. Like you, um, or like I go up there and go get the opportunity to go to an NHL camp. So I think that was really special. And like, it's like kind of like getting noticed, like, mm-hmm. man, like maybe I could play in the NHL one day. Like yeah. it, your dreams coming closer kind of thing. So I think it's just a more realistic dream almost. Yeah. What was that experience like being able to don the Oilers colors and, and, and skate and work with an NHL team did you have a lot of moments where you were like pinch me like I can't believe this is real yeah like a, a lot of the times I was up there I was like holy like I, I can't believe this is happening and then <laughs> I got to play in like their battle of Alberta game like I got, got to play in the game against Calgary so I think just being a, a kid from Alberta like playing in that game was just like wow like so before Oilers you went though were you Flames or an Oilers guy uh more Oilers, I yeah. Would say. Okay. Like my mom, my mom's a huge Oilers Sorry to fan, hear that. so not not <laughs> Listen, a bit. <laughs> if it works out for you in Edmonton, great. Like I'll, I'll support. I already support Jimmy Hamlin, so like mm. uh, we can do another one. That's yeah. fine. Did you get a chance to talk to Jimmy Hamlin? Did he reach out? Or um, all? no, I never did. The the one day we we're up there for uh, just before the rookie tournament there at, in like September, uh, I actually saw him like he, there because the whole team was there, so they're they're starting kind of their main camp, so. I, I walked by him and saw the, uh, a bunch of the NHLers. That's cool. We're going to have to give Jimmy shit if yeah. he didn't say hi to him. We'll have to, we'll have give, to give Jimmy props, a problem. Little... Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, but when, when you, you, know, you kind of go through that process, like you said, the confidence is the biggest thing. And I, I figured as much because you start to feel like you belong in, in that spot, right? You feel comfortable, not out of place. But it, it seemed like, and maybe it's the offseason as well, just your, your games become more rounded, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, I mean, in the earlier couple of years in the Western League, it was shut down defense. It was making sure that, you know, guys weren't getting to the front of the net, taking care of your own end, and, and the offense would come. And I remember in preseason, you made like an end-to-end rush. I think it was against Swift or something, and it looked effortless. And I thought, okay, like there might be – maybe this guy's either feeling it, it's preseason, or there's something more there, and now the points are starting to come. Maybe what was like the offensive end of things? Like, what was maybe the part that clicked, or did you pick something up in the off season at, at Edmonton camp where you're like, okay, this this starts to feel like it's it's starting to come. Yeah, like it was just early on in my career is kind of figuring out my place on the team and figuring out my role, and I think just uh, like just finding figuring that out, kind of build confidence, and over the summer, like putting a lot of work uh, with that and. I think just confidence with the puck, like I think breaking down a lot of video, like I, I have more time than I think out there. Like obviously it's a high pace uh, league. So I think just getting adjusted to the league definitely helped. I was, we, I can't remember who we were talking to, but I, I remember mentioning, it might've been Braden Bain when we talked to him last. And we were saying, you know, when you're, when you're up watching the game, you realize that you have a lot more time to make plays than you mm-hmm. actually do on the ice. Yeah. Uh, but you, you can even pick that up in video and, and, and realize it there? Yeah, I think just watching, like, the small details of, 
like just watching yourself, like watching all your shifts kind of thing, like you, you realize like, Hey, like if I just hold on the puck for an extra second there, I, the, the guy opens up for an easy pass or something like that. Like you, you just do have more time than you really think kind of thing. Yeah. How has it been? Uh, because the three overage decor, something that we don't really see that often, having the three overage, I would assume that that has been a huge blessing for the younger defense being able to soak the knowledge from the overagers. Yeah, that, I think that's huge. Like just having those – three overagers that have been here a long time too like they're they're great leaders for our team and the, the younger d-men on our team and they still help out like me and reader to two guys that have been here for a bit longer but i think just they help us win games too like they can log a lot of minutes and they're just beasts out there do you feel like maybe this year more so than the last couple it's like the entire blue line is interchangeable like you guys can switch pairs with one another and and not really feel like you're missing a beat, mm-hmm. like you, you you feel pretty comfortable with everybody. Yeah, I think we we have a really really tight decor. No, so I think all of us feel comfortable playing with each other and playing. One guy's got to play the offside; he's fine with it. Like I think we're really good at that and supporting each other out there when we're together. I just thought of one when when you're watching yourself back on video, and it makes me think of you know when we're doing our radio stuff and people are like, well, like when you hear your own voice, what do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you don't really think anything of it. You just you, you kind of get numb to it at some point. And you're just like, well, this is how I sound, and it's going to be how it's going to be. When you watch yourself back on video, are you like, man, I look good, or you're like, man, I I need Probably to look a little negative. bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah see I, I see more of the negatives. Yeah. Right? Like, oh man, I'm brutal. Like, <laughs> but um, no, like I don't know. Like sometimes I I like to watch some good plays to give me some confidence. But obviously, it's more of the negative clips that you learn from. So I think it's just. Trying to not take them so much as a negative, but just trying to learn from them. That's How right. often is there tape watch? Like, will, will a coach bring some tape forward to you, or do you sit back and you're like, I want to watch Saturday's game? Like, is there some players out there mm-hmm. that they want to watch regardless and just know everything they're doing, or is it kind of like only if it's brought up? Yeah, so some, so like, probably like once every now, like two weeks, every once a week, like, we'll do video with a coach, like, if he wants to do some teaching clips or something like that. But, Actually, every player now has some called instat. So, like, mm-hmm. we get emailed, like, every single game. Like, after a game, we'll get emailed, like, all our shifts. And, that is wild. Like, wow. so, like, now, now they, it breaks everything down for us kind of thing. That's incredible. Yeah, that if we had that for, <laughs> for our work, <laughs> oh, that would man. be such a problem. <laughs> yeah. We sit into a meeting once a week with our boss, and it's just like, oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> or imagine getting an email every, every, after every game. I know. I, I couldn't imagine getting an email after every Unless show. Unless we had a good game. Well, there's not many of those that we have. That's yeah, the problem. Sometimes you just you don't click into the game. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, that was a tough night. Yeah, think maybe, yeah, maybe not. Um, you know, we are close to Christmas. The, the holidays are, are basically here. What goes on in the Van Mulligan household? What's happening? Oh, yeah. What's, what are we doing what's for the Christmas? What's the yeah. Van Mulligan traditions here? Yeah, it's it's pretty quiet. Like we don't we don't have too many crazy traditions. Like we're just kind of sticking with the fam and. I think just like normal stuff, like we we'll, we'll go watch Christmas lights one night, kind of drive around town, see those, and then we, every uh, New Year's Eve we like to decorate uh, or pff, decorate. Um, we we make homemade pizzas. Okay, so like well you do decorate pizza yeah, technically. I guess so we I guess. do technically, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and then we'll just kind of watch a Christmas movie, and just the rest is just playing like board games or something like that. Is, is there a favorite yeah. Christmas movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, favorite Christmas. Or is it I, I, I love Elf. I think Elf, good Elf, choice. That's a classic. Elf is, is a classic. Probably, that's probably my favorite. It's funny every year. So yeah, 
I'm not a movie guy, and even I've seen Elf. So like, <laughs> I mean, Elf, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, you can't go wrong with any of them. Home Alone's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, do the board games get sideways in the house? I feel like... Oh, I bet like, you it's competitive. Yeah, We, we gets, know your family a little bit, yeah. right? I feel like it gets pretty heated. Sometimes it does. Like We, we love to play Aggravation, so... Definitely, yeah. Yeah, well, like it's in the name. In the game. Yeah, it's yeah. in the name. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's not ideal. I uh, love that. Going back to the team, uh, the one thing that Lance and I have really noticed is the bounce back of this squad has been different than other years. Where if you go out and have a bad game, next night looks like a completely different team. Has that been one of the goals you guys have had? Yeah, I think um, accountability is huge for us. Like obviously, we, we want to be great every night, but sometimes we have those those tough games. So I think. Usually it comes from the coaches, but I think this year that our leaders have stepped up huge and holding the team accountable on that part. Yeah, I've seen a huge change in McKenzie just like off the ice. Yeah, and just the way that Tyler McKenzie interacts mm. with the players on and off the ice, I've seen just a huge, like, proud that he's the captain. Well, like, that's he, been a, he seems like the leader. It's yeah. been a big word too, though, right? It's been accountability. Like we've heard it from a bunch of different players, coaches, you know, people around the team. Is just being accountable and kind of being on top of. You know, like you kind of say the positives and the negatives, but was was that almost like a buzzword, a trigger word when you when you came into the year? Was or maybe not even coming into the year? It's almost like a tiger way, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but making sure that you, you're really focusing on it. And being yeah, I think well that that kind of started last year, kind of after after that tough year. Like obviously, we never want that to happen again. So I think it, it, it I'd say it started last year, and I think that helped us make playoffs and be a pretty good team. But I think this year. We, we're going to kind of tighten it up even more and be even more yeah. accountable kind of thing to be to be a great team. Now, I, I, I strongly dislike going back to that 11-win season. But, but it's a part of the story, right? But it That's is. That's what I was thinking in my head. So I, I look at that, and as frustrating as it was, the core group just has to know, like, we started from the bottom, now we're here. We'll yeah. track, right? You know what I mean? Like, you have that motivation where it's like, we don't want that anymore. Last year, a lot of people had you guys written off. You weren't going to make the playoffs. You make the playoffs against Winnipeg. Sure, against Winnipeg, but you got the postseason. Yeah. Now sky's the limit. That 11-win season, as frustrated as it was, you have to look back and be like, I'm so glad that that happened because look where we are now. Yeah, like, that was huge for us, like a huge motivation piece. Like, obviously, there's a... There's quite a bit of guys still on the roster from that team. So, I mean, it shows a lot of the work that they, they've put in and to, to become a – or to help us become a better team. Yeah, it's I, – I, I'm always curious because it is part of, the, like, the story of this group, right, in this cycle of, of the Tigers. But we asked Matt Wong, so we'll ask you, what when you're out and about, you know, you're from here, you know a lot of people, like you said, you go to co-op place and, I mean, you know everyone row by row. What are some of the questions that you get asked about the team? Like, what, what are the common questions that people are asking you right now? Probably usually about McKenna. Like, kind of, kind of. Like, there's a lot of talk about Gav. A lot, huh? lot about Gav. Everybody wants to know about him. So I think, kudos to him for being, being such a great player. So I think everybody loves to watch him play. There is a lot of that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of Lindstrom right now. Although we, we have said like. You know, we run this podcast once a week and, and have been for a couple of years. We haven't probably given Gavin the amount of run that the rest of the community has. Maybe we're doing a disservice as a, you know, publicly moved asset in the podcast world. I think we talked to him on the phone when he got drafted. Yeah, we had a phone with him, and that's been about that it. That was so. about it. We just kind of let him breathe. Yeah. But I would imagine <laughs> there's a lot of people that ask about him, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, a lot about Lindstrom and Basher. Like, obviously, they're going in the draft this year so i think just got top prospects game which is yeah, pretty awesome, awesome. like yeah. that's we, we watch that game every year and now i'm gonna know two guys in that's it. cool so right like yeah two of my teammates and, and they they earned it they, they work so hard so it's good for them yeah. yeah that is 
it's got to be like kind of cool to see you know guys on your team that are going out and, and getting those looks and I always think about like you know the other guys on the team because inherently when Lindstrom's getting a look, Bash is getting a look, and and play those scouts are coming to watch mm-hmm. them play. Everyone's getting a look at that same time, right? Yeah. Like is that? I don't know if it's necessarily in the back of your mind, but are you aware of it as well that you know every time you're out on the ice this year, there's maybe a few more eyes in the stands than there would have been say two years ago. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, we're we're gonna get a lot a lot more scouts at our games because um well they want to see those guys play, but I think just other guys making like or just making their name too like they're they're gonna notice other players so i think for me like it's like yeah i, I get extra lexus here which is awesome yeah yeah i mean in the back of your mind that's like that's a good thing yeah i've, I've been curious too with you know we we've had rep parsons on here and we we are big parsons fans yeah. uh <laughs> you yeah. laugh yeah everyone everyone when you when you hear Pars, <laughs> you just can't help but laugh yeah but you know drew krebs has been with this team the longest amount of time um, he's basically seen almost everything that you can at the Western League level, I think. What's it like having him to bounce things off of and, and kind of, you know, when you're coming up through the Western League to, to have Drew be in the room and, and help things along? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a really great leader and, and someone to lean on, like like you said, kind of thing. Like, he, um, he le- leads by example, like the way he takes care of himself and holds himself, he holds himself to a really high standard, which is which is really good. And he's ex- he got drafted and was experienced a lot of camps with uh, Washington, so I think he's had that experience up there. And he- he's a really good leader and brought a lot of those things back for us. Yeah. And what's it been like for some of the the new guys that have joined? Have you almost take a little bit of a role as a leader when you have the Pranish out there? I, I mean, uh, Jack. Yeah, Kachkowski's in there you. now. Yeah, yeah. He Nate just Corbet. joined as well. Corbet. I mean, do they look at you not as an overager because you're not there yet, but I mean, even just being from here, mm-hmm. the local guy, has that kind of helped to take a little bit of a leadership role on the blue line? Yeah, I think for me, just being more comfortable around the team, like I think I, I can be a leader for them. And I think the biggest thing is just making those guys feel comfortable. Like yeah. if they need anything, like that that I'm there for them if they ever need to talk or something like that, like if they have a bad game. But I think just, just being a good leader, a good example for them, I think that that's just a huge part. Yeah. So when yeah, when guys are coming to town, you know, and they're getting there for the first time, were you like a first contact on right. hey, John, where listen, do we go tonight? Yeah, where where where, where, where are we eating? Yeah. <laughs> where where are we go? Dinner at Earl's again? Buffet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, dinner at Earl's yeah. for the eighty fifth yeah. time. Let's go there. Yeah. Let's go back. Yeah. Maybe maybe sneak into elements, have some wings. Yeah. Why not? Huh? Yeah, let's go have some wings. Yeah. But I feel yeah, you gotta be that first point of contact, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. It kind of representing the city even a little bit more, even with the guys on the team. Yeah, yeah, just kind of, kind of showing guys. You become a tour some, guide a little yeah, bit, just kind of <laughs> showing them all the local spots and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it's like I don't even know where the local spots yeah. are anymore. <laughs> kind of, if I had yeah, family Earl's. coming in, hey, Earls, Earls, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, Earls or Moxie. Here's the lounge at Earls. You'll be here a lot. You'll <laughs> <laughs> come here every That's Saturday true. when you got nothing going in the next couple of days. Feel free to come by. Try the chili chicken on jasmine rice. <laughs> what has been the uh, the experience even getting to play in NHL size rinks? I'm also always fascinated. When we get to talk to yeah, players, cool. and you know, one of your first games, let's say, is at Rogers or the Saddle Dome. You know, you went there as a kid, mm-hmm. watching your team play. Now you're playing on there. What was that first game like? Oh uh, yeah, that was I think crazy. Like um, playing at Rogers, like I could just, <laughs> that's bananas. <laughs> that facility is just it. It doesn't feel real once you walk in there. But and then the Saddle Dome's just 
got so much character. Like it's just it, it like it's the it's the saddle dome. Like, like being even in the dressing room, knowing that it's not the NHL mm-hmm. dressing room, I get that a little bit smaller. Sure, but you're in the dressing room mm-hmm. of an NHL rink, about to hit the same ice as some of these legends. Yeah, I just like what the hell happened. I yeah. mean, I'd say I deserve it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> an it's athlete. Be so no, cool. it's like, it's crazy. Like you're. You're sitting on the bench, and it's like, oh, like the night before the Avalanche were here in Calgary, like, right, oh, like, Kel McCarr was in this spot the, uh, the right. night before, like, oh, does it? Because it's pretty cool. It's almost though, like when you go from watching the Western League to being in it, at some point something flips, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, that's cool that yeah, Kel McCarr's on this ice, but at some point it's going to flip into like, to hell with Kel McCarr. Like, I'm going to be on that ice right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did that flip right when you got to camp with Edmonton? You're like, you know what? This is. This is what we've been working towards. Like, I belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the go- the goal is to play in the NHL. So, I think just getting to ex- experience what it's like to be in the locker and, like, meet meet all their staff and kind of thing. Like, it's just to meet all those people was really cool. And, I mean, they take such good care of you. So, I think some something that you really want to get back to. Yeah, well, I would imagine so. <laughs> Being in Edmonton, yeah, it's yeah, one of those things. Yeah. It's kind of a nice spot to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Away from the rink, seems like the guys are, are, are really tight-knit. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like you have a really good group, at least from the perimeter. I know everyone can say that, but only sometimes can you actually mean it. You know what I mean? But it, it genuinely feels like top to bottom, lot, the guys get along really well, and, and you guys are, are doing just as well on ice as you do off, which I would imagine helps a lot. Yeah, I think just that was kind of our goal, like just become one, become together, and just have, having fun, like, at the rink together like i think and we're having like the right fun like just working hard together and i think winning's bringing us together right now so i think it's it's definitely a lot of fun to come to the rink i mean obviously when you look at the second half of the season you want to keep winning but are there any goals that you know the squad has as we get set for the second half you know second round of the playoffs obviously is the big Mm -hmm. one you want to do that you just make it to the playoffs but anything like just for you in general do you have any goals for the second half yeah like i don't like i don't have any set Personal Turn into a Selkie candidate, yeah, or like maybe a like Norris winner, win, you know, win top like yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. But um, I like I think I just I, I want to do what I can to help the team win. So I think obviously our, our team goal is to win a championship this year. So I think doing my part in that and just doing as much as I can to help. Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting second half. I mean, I don't know. You obviously plan to win games, and it's like you go into everyone hoping to win and expecting to win. Uh, it's been quite the turnaround. From that 11-win season we talk about to yeah. leading the division at Christmas a couple years later. I mean, there's only three teams in the WHL that have single-digit losses. There's only three teams. Tigers are one Tigers of them. are one of them. That's incredible. That's a huge turnaround in kind of a the big two years mm-hmm. since that. Because even last of, year around this time, it was it. about the 500 mark. Was it not? Like Under. Yeah, I think I 13, saw a tweet. 17. Yeah, thirteen seventeen. I might have tweeted that yeah, out. I saw yours. Because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, was, it was like, they're good, and then... Okay, that was a, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. That was good. Like they were on the verge, right? Yeah. They make first round of the playoffs. That's awesome. This town was buzzing for that. Now, I mean, your single digit losses. It's good to know that the algorithm kicked that out. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Glad I paid Elon Musk enough to really get that out there. Uh, but no, it, it has been a big turnaround. I mean, special teams has been the biggest thing. Yeah, obviously, I think anyone who goes to a game can realize that. Um, but the numbers really kind of show it, and just how. Im- more impressive the pound of kill has been. Mm-hmm. And with you being like a focal point in it, Josh, what, what's been the biggest like piece that's connected? 
Yeah, like uh, having those three overage defensemen is yeah. huge. Like when you have three twenty-year-olds that are all unbelievable penalty killers, that that helps me out a lot. That uh, that helps our kill out a lot having those beasts. So I think, um, just like I think we're we're just working together and just we're focusing on just winning those battles. Like I think, and we're we're not looking at the big picture. You know, it's just focusing on getting this kill and then like the next one kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, you guys' pressures are better. Like mm-hmm. I remember last year, even it would be. Okay, second, third attempt to clear a puck, and that doesn't happen much anymore. You know, it's like on the stick, and it's finding it's a, a lot gap, of work it's getting out. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just like those those tighter details of, of yeah. finding ways to isolate guys, like not allowing zone entries even as mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, I think big part of that is Mazer, like our, our PK coach, and I think we're just doing a better do- job at executing those details. Yeah. I think like he he would show us them last year, and we we just weren't quite there yet. But not now we have more experience with it and i think it's just starting to pay off is it one of those things too though that like i i, I always hate to simplify but sometimes it really is as easy as mm-hmm. like everyone's just a year older you yeah. know what i mean like you're playing in a up to 20 year old league and y- all you guys have gained an extra year of experience mm-hmm. of maturity of just growing and, yeah. and aging yeah. and is it almost sometimes just as easy as like yeah we're just a year older and a year smarter mm-hmm. yeah i think that, that's a bigger part of that and i think another one is just in practice we get to go against one of the top power plays so that does help that, that helps too yeah that, that helps a lot that helps us get better helps them get better how so fun is that to defend it, it's not fun sometimes <laughs> but so, sometimes it is like they're they got a lot of skill so they, they can make you look pretty pretty dumb can but. you tell us who's winning in the practice battle it's always penalty kill, but okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little skewed, but I like it. No, but that healthy good. competition, it definitely helps. Like, yeah. Right when game time comes, when you are playing, let's say the t- the second top power play in the league, mm-hmm. you guys are like, that's fine because we go up against yeah. the top. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like I think, just the inner competitions helped help the team yeah. a lot. Like like we got four lines, like three pairs of defensemen, like three goalies, like everyone's competing for more ice time during the game and i think that's helping us a lot which we've seen this entire crew that healthy competition we've even seen it in net you got three goalies right now at one point they were all fighting to get more playing minutes and they're winning and mm-hmm. they're you're getting the best out of them i think you're seeing the same with the the forwards and the defense yeah it's i still can't believe that the, I, the three goalie system is working as well I as it is it i mean there's like Listen, when you win, like when the Lightning win the Cup and then everyone wants to find the next Pat Maroon, right? Like if uh, sure. three goalies work, I mean, shoot, you're going to see a lot of teams are going to be like, yeah, we need three. Yeah. You know well, let's go find four, what, but it works. What was kind of your thought process when they said, you know, we're going to roll the three goaltenders? Because pro- it must have been a surprise it's for different. you too, right? It's different. Yeah, I think we were just kind of waiting for one to get moved. But I, I, we, we love all three of them. Like all, Obviously, all three have been great for us, but I think – we didn't really expect this. Like, obviously, we, we thought something would happen sooner, but I think it's been working really well, so uh, kind of like, why change it? Like, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, and they all seem pretty, like, they all gel really well, yeah. right? I mean, like, you, you need to have three really good guys to make that work. And, I mean, to the Tigers' credit, they've always had, I shouldn't say always because I don't know 100%, but I would say for the most part, Really good goalie groups, mm-hmm. right? Guys that get along well and, yeah. and work well together. Like you, in recent memory, you go back to Mads and uh, Sogard and Garen Bjorklund and how mm-hmm. they work together and how that kind of filtered through. And um, it, it just, the ball keeps rolling, right? When Beckett was here and, and how it all just, yeah, it kind of rolls itself into. Always been a great one, two building. punch. Now it's a one, two, three punch. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Matt called it a carousel. And yeah. It kind of is and mm-hmm. it works, right? And it's like, we're just going to roll with the, the hot hand. Well, which one? 
Other teams must hate it too, right? Because like yeah. you guys will get a scouting report, I'd imagine, on whoever mm-hmm. whatever goalie you're facing that night. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a little bit of an idea. Other teams must hate having to prep for you guys because you got three <laughs> goalies. Three goalies. Well, yeah, we we usually see the same goalie every game for, from every team. Like usually seeing the starter, but teams they could see any one of our three, and I think they're all they're all kind of different in their own way, but they, they all find their way to stop the puck. Is there was there a, a chip on your shoulder? That's the saying I'm trying to come up with. <laughs> Um, because for a, a while there, you weren't seeing starters. You're seeing backups. Mm-hmm. That's that's changed. You're yeah. seeing starters. You're seeing the best that you're teams the best have. The yeah, now. like they're they're planning for when the Minnesota Tigers are on the schedule. Is, is there a little bit of a chip in the room? You know, for a little bit extra motivation to say, yeah, well, we remember when you look past us, and and now suddenly the you know mm-hmm. tides have changed a little bit. Yeah, like bringing it back to last year, like a lot of teams took us lightly kind of thing. And we, we surprised a lot of teams in that sense. But I think the difference from to this year is everyone's ready for us. We're gonna, we're getting everyone's best game. So I think we, we have to be really prepared for every game because yeah. everyone's coming for us. Forces everyone to be a bit better, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What was it like uh, that game against Edmonton when uh, Beckett Lankow was going to be the, the, the starter there, a guy that was a teammate? Fortunately, went his own way, but now you're you're up against him in in Edmonton. Was it a little different? Yeah, that was that was really weird. Like Be- yeah. Beckett was. You're still wearing the the tiger helmet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, man. he um, a close friend. Like I, I loved playing in front of Beckett, and I think he's a he's a really good goalie, and I, I think it, I was I was really happy to see him back in the dub with yeah. Edmonton. So I think getting to play against him that first game though, we, we wanted to make sure we didn't we didn't lose it. So I think yeah. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Yeah. But um 'cause it was gonna be one of two things. I mean yeah. what happened was gonna happen or all of a sudden he's putting up a forty five mm-hmm. save game because we have seen it on the other side, right? Yeah. We've seen him do it. So it's definitely like it's yeah, one of those things where off. you gotta you almost gotta get to him early. Yeah, so and hope for the best. <laughs> Had to try and set the tone. Yeah, we're we're definitely prepared for that one. <laughs> but it's gotta be different. Like a, a longtime teammate now mm-hmm. is on the other end. He's in a different locker room. He's still wearing our colors in some part yeah. of his, his attire. But now we're up against him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's that's a bit of a mind free. And then you like you're going you're going in on a breakaway because there was a couple breaks that. You guys had right, and like you know where to go, but he knows what you do. Yeah. Like the tendencies, yeah, all like, that kind of creeps up. Like the one goal St. Martin had on the breakaway, like h- him and Beckett live together when they're here, and oh Marty's always doing like goalie ices for him. So like they, he, Marty's shot on him a lot, and he's done that move on him a lot going to the back end. No so way. The fact that he did score on that was pretty <laughs> funny. We're all laughing on the bench, but oh, that's good. Now it's unfortunate that I don't know what happened with Beckett and Edmonton. I had no idea. But apparently that's apparently, no longer yeah, a thing. it's no longer a thing. So hopefully right. he bounces back. Shout out to the Oak Kings for just doing whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah, a cup I of mean, coffee. Yeah, 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 literally. That made no sense to me. Uh, speaking of big games, though, uh, we've also noticed that when it comes to games here in town where the crowd is electric, like we were looking at about 4,000. We've seen the, the Bedard games that were sold out. You look at that last game against uh, Swift Current last year, winner makes the playoffs pretty much. That one was packed and mm-hmm. electric. You guys have really just hit home runs every time that place is sold out. You've won. Is there something in the back where, where you, you add an extra gear because you know that this crowd's going to be huge? Yeah, like we definitely feed off of the energy. Like Very passionate fans, and I think, yeah, like when they come out, like we're, we're always ready to go, and we, we feed off the energy really early. I know a couple of years ago there was a saying that was there's no better place than a Saturday night at Co-op Place yeah. or the Canalta. <laughs> 
Uh, is there still something like that kicking around the room? Yeah, we always say like Saturday night in the hot. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we don't lose on Saturdays, kind of thing. Like, well, I mean, okay. sure, you look even right. attendance-wise, are everyone's showing up on? Everyone's Saturdays. buying in on Saturday. I'm buying know. in on the Saturdays. Yeah. Like I don't know. That that's the best night to ha- kind of have a night. So I think. Um, yeah, th- those are definitely fun games to play. Is that because Nickelback made a song about Saturday night fights and stuff like <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. Classic Nickelback. Will get Nickelback. You going. Oh, what, what is the song the, the, that gets we actually, everyone going? The last Saturday we played that one before the Did game. Did you? During our warm-up, we all got fired up. See, maybe it is Nickelback. Yeah, what, <laughs> you guys what's, changed all the time? Um, well, when Bamer was here, he was always our, music, our music guy. guy Resident so. DJ. Now, now that he's gone, Tyler McKenzie stepped up, and he's done a good job, so... Nobody's complaining too much, but I feel like he's not having it. Even if you no. are, he's like, "This is this is this how is it's it. going to be." No, <laughs> yeah, like, this is what you're getting. You're going to like it. No, nobody wanted to step up and replace Bamer, so he kind of just got forced into it. That is a tough job, though, because oh, you got to yeah. feel the vibe in the room. Yeah. You got to keep it fresh. Yeah. You can't be going back to the same <laughs> stuff too often. As a wedding DJ, when you have that that place rocking, and then you put on a different song and you lose them, oh yeah, that's the worst yeah, you hate feeling. To see that because they look at me like, I, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Like you're setting up your Spotify to have the crossfade yeah. automatically yeah, on, yeah. so it's just flowing song yeah. and just yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you hate to see that. that guy. What's uh, if you're like requesting a couple songs to get in the playlist? What are we requesting, Josh? What's getting in there? I've no clue. Like you don't listen to anything. Okay, well, like, no good. Um, we we do listen to a lot of Nickelback, so I think <laughs> we kind of get fired up from. I don't know. That's yeah, good. I don't know. Like that's Animals? just it, it's been working. Oh, yeah, Animals yeah. Classic. Yeah. Right? That's, that's one. Yeah, I don't know. You're just okay. I, I just kind of listen to the music and just get ready for the game. But I wonder if it's like, <laughs> if it's country, is it rap, is it rock, is it punk, is it a little mixture of everything? Because it's got to be hard to make sure everyone's happy with this. Yeah, selection. honestly, it's quite a bit of rock. Like, yeah. most teams, I would say, probably listen to all rap. That's like, what I thought. Because yeah. there was but a like, time when, yeah. I don't know if you guys are picking the whole like the music for your warm-up, but there was a time when it was all like rap stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tiger fans would be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> right, right. People would just be like, hey, the team wants this? Let them have it. Yeah, it's, it's not your warm-up, it's theirs. Yeah, it's theirs. Shut up, let it, let it go. Just go get your Enjoy popcorn and yeah, you'll be yeah. back and everything's going to be good. Get your bag of popcorn But I did notice the Tigers were very heavy on like the rap, R&B, and that's kind of went away. Now we've gotten bit. into the, well, yeah, the Nickelback influence. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's so a real that. thing. Uh, I, I, I'm getting the sense, the more that we sit here and hang out, that you really aren't bothered by anything. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's that's pretty. Like fair. you just, I mean, if someone went in there and they wanted to play '70s show tunes before the game, I think you're cool <laughs> with it. Whatever. You're just like, yeah, all right, uh, sure. <laughs> she get a live band. Yeah, yeah, live live band in the room. Hold you back ne- to just nickel do back to come back oh, to yeah. Listen, let's play at a game. <laughs> I, I I know some guys. I don't think they're coming for free though. So. Uh, Man, imagine if Nickelback did come back. A lot of people still talk about Nickelback at the arena. Yeah. One of the best shows Medicine had ever had. Because it was the only show that had pyro. Yeah, true. Yeah, it was. They were ahead of their Medicine time. Medicine loves pyro. pyro. So then, are you you going to concerts and whatnot, festivals, Josh? I've actually never been to a concert. Like I, I want to go to one so bad. They look so. We'll fun, have to change that. Yeah, yeah. definitely got to change it. But there's not much going on in my hat. Well, we got to throw you in the <laughs> deep end. Well, yeah, we haven't had a lot of concerts no. right now. <laughs> I mean, we could take a stab at Go it. Come on, co op place. Hey, someone book something. <laughs> yeah, book something. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean. You know, in the summer, we'll throw it to the deep end, get you the Country Thunder or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Send you away for three days with yeah. your thoughts. Nickelback playing Craven. Oh, yeah, Nickelback will be in Craven, actually, in Saskatchewan. How far is that? Yeah, that's a four uh, just or five hours. Regina, that's not do, you, oh, yeah. do you like camping? Yeah. Do you need a shower every day? 
No, either. Okay. Preferably. But. Preferably, but if you didn't have one, that's good? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what Craven is. <laughs> yeah. It's just camping, no showers, and then it's Lots country drinking. Yeah. There's oh, a couple okay. beverages. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got them. We'll go back in beverages. Josh will find a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, Josh, this has been awesome, man. Thank you for doing this. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, the second year or second half of the year is going to be a big one. Obviously, we were expecting that. Uh, but it's been cool to watch you grow, man. There's a lot of people that are in your corner, obviously, with you mm-hmm. know being from Medicine Hat and whatnot. And, uh, in, and even though you might not actually know everyone in the crowd, everyone kind of feels they like know they know you. you. So yeah, uh, it's really cool sure. to see you, man. Yeah, it's been yeah. awesome, dude. We appreciate everything. And uh, good luck in the second half, buddy. Yeah, thanks very much. More Tigers Uncaged on the way, powered by Windsor Plywood. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Appreciate Josh Van Milligan taking some time out during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. And hanging out with us for about, uh, what, 40-some minutes? That was very nice of Josh. Much appreciated. I always appreciate when we get the boys on. Because you just never know their thoughts on this podcast, right? Like, we're devoting every week talking about them, the good, the bad, the ugly. Right. So we appreciate the fact that they've been very open, and it's like, hey, we want to come on. We want to you know, give you a little behind the scenes of what's going on. And I think the fans enjoy it, too, because they get to kind of get to know these gentlemen outside of the rink. That's the hope, anyway. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And also, he did make mention, which we didn't get a chance to talk about, the prospects game. Uh-huh. Kudos. We knew that Kane Lindstrom was going to be a part of this because we yeah, found out on early. this podcast yeah. he was the only one announced, mm-hmm. which confused the heck out of us. Strange. But uh, Andrew Basha going to be joining him as well. So kudos to both those guys. Yeah, really well-deserved. Uh, Basha was also noted as uh, upgraded from a B rating from Central Scouting to an A, which is a rather big deal. Um, a just profiles to be a potential first-round pick, I suppose, is, is what their basis is off of. Uh, if we've seen anything in the past, once you get like – into pick 10 in round number one at the NHL draft, it starts to become a bit of a coin flip with who play or who teams are going to take. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But uh, at least he's drawing eyes in for good reason. I mean, when he first joined the team a couple years ago, midway through that season, uh, he he was a spark. He looked like a guy that had some tools. And um, I, I tweeted it out about Kane Lindstrom that, you know, it's one thing to have the tools. It's another thing to know how to use them. And uh, and you could say the same for Basha. He, he has a lot of the, the skills and the abilities that are necessary, but you still have to be able to put it all together. And uh, he's gotten better, as has Lindstrom, each year that's gone by. So excited to watch him in January in Moncton for the Prospects game. Yeah. Well-deserved for those two. No doubt. Can we take a moment for your, your tweets? Yeah, I'm sure. sorry to throw this out on you, but yeah, what's up? you're you're not a guy who tweets that no, often. I don't. So when you tweet about the Tigers, it's very interesting. I just wanted to know if you yeah. wanted to to share mm. with the Tiger fans and maybe you don't have the X or whatever right. the heck it's called now, right. uh, some observations that you've seen as we're mm. at the halfway point of the season. Sure. Um, so I, I kind of looked at 
the first half of the season last year to this year. And obviously the team is playing better. You just look at the record and tell that. Um, but there's a couple interesting things. Like, for example, last season from the first half of the year was better for special teams than the second half of the year. The Tigers won more games from Christmas on last season, but it was the first half where their special teams were better. Their power play was running at 20%. Penalty kill, I mean, it just wasn't good last year, really. Uh, it was running at like 77%. But that's been the biggest difference from last to this, has been the special teams have been completely night and day. The power play is dangerous in every, really every facet, whether it's Lindstrom on the goal line or you have kind of the plays going through McKenna on that left side of the setup. Um, and now with Mercek starting to go a bit, I wonder what it starts to look like if you can get him more involved uh, opposite McKenna on the other dot. So the power play looks a lot better. The penalty kill, uh, I mean, that's just, it's a complete 180 from where they were at. Everything when it comes to the penalty kill is done better. They don't allow zone entries easily. They pressure the puck at the right times. They pressure it as you know a unit when they're collapsing on guys, especially along the boards. When they find an opportunity to isolate, they send two guys in. They're able to get pucks free. And those clears are just so much better. They're not spending second, third opportunities to clear the puck. It's one and done. And then it resets. So that was the first big thing. Um, another one was that it, it kind of comes to special teams as well. They're not taking or not getting as many power plays so far this year as they were last year. Last season, they were averaging like four and a half power plays a game. Right now, it's just over four. So it's a very marginal number. It's small. But last season, they were drawing more penalties. So I wonder what they can do in the second half to get themselves on the man advantage more because the power play is so good, right? Yeah. They're doing more with less, really. Uh, the goaltending situation is is obviously one that's been well-documented. A couple of weeks ago, we chatted with Matt Wong. Uh, if you haven't caught that, feel free to go listen back to that. The goaltender coach, Matt Wong, for the Tigers, uh, kind of breaks down the carousel, so to speak. But they've all been playing really, really well. And... I don't know if like there was a bit of a concern, right? With it being a developmental league and you want your players to develop and grow and get better and then sure. eventually get drafted. And, you know, there was some questions through like the replies on, on the post asking about the goaltending and, you know, talking to Matt, like we did a couple of weeks ago and he was saying that there's really not a concern when it comes to the development of players that the goaltender uh, goaltenders are still there. They're playing well um, and they're practicing well. So you can't, be all that concerned with, I guess, development. Right. Um, it's hard to say for sure, but they're all playing really good. So you keep the three of them. That's right? the thing. Not one guy is standing out and struggling. No, no, it they're all playing. There really, was really a well. week where all three of them won awards, yeah. weekly <laughs> awards from the Dob yeah. or the CHL. So I mean, it's it's hard to pick two out of the three because yeah. at any given night. Any one of those guys can steal the show and can win you games. And they felt like they, they got into a nice rotation before the injury to Evan May, um, which which is good because they all seem uh, to buy into the, the idea. They're all working together. It's a really tight-knit goalie room, for, as far as I can tell, yeah. from talking to Matt and you know just being around the, the goalies a little bit. Uh, it seems like they're all kind of dialed in. And, Listen, and the guys really are buying in, and we've said that before. So, I mean, if you're going to be a three-man rotation – but you're going to be a part of this team, yeah. And there's some nights I'm going to be in a suit watching up above. Okay, mm -hmm. I know my time's going to come. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this winning team right now. Like, like that's right. Looking at what you posted, when you look at the numbers, the penalty kill last year was seventy six percent. Yep. 
right now at this time is at 84.6. That's a huge. Yeah, nearly 10% jump. Yeah, yeah. In the penalty kill. Then you look at the goal differential, mm-hmm. which was a plus four last year. We were four games below 500. We, we were kind of like win one, lose two. Right. We, we were in it, but but it's still the goal differential of plus four. As of right now, 21 and nine with a plus 48 yeah. goal differential. So th- th- having that offense, mm-hmm. that's a huge number, by the way, <laughs> is a huge reason yeah. why the Tigers are winning games. Well, and that's it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, this team really does have three legitimate scoring lines that can beat you five-on-five, five, power play, penalty kill, whatever it might be. Like, this team's picked up a lot of shorthanded goals this year as well, but... It's that scoring depth. It just it looks different. It feels different this year than it has in the past. Even on some of those you know top end teams where the Tigers were icing you know deep rosters, it feels like this team can compete with that level. Yeah. Um, which then starts to get your your wheels going a little bit thinking about next year when you have the rucks that need to come in. Uh, next season, there's also the potential for U.S. pick. Schaefer Gordon Carroll to join the mix. That could be three forwards that you might want to try and find room for, at least here and there. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a big one, obviously. Um, the, the special teams might just be the biggest takeaway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. last year was, I think, in some ways, they were a bit fortunate the Tigers were to get into the playoffs. Like, obviously, you had to win the last game of the year. You had to put yourself in that spot. But they were bottom five in both the power play and the penalty kill last season in the league. Yeah. Um, but to get that four games of experience right. of playoff hockey, I, I but think. But it's a bit of an anomaly is yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they, I, I, they almost kind of backed into it a little sure. bit. Like you had to win some big games. Let's not forget they had to beat Winnipeg and uh, Kamloops to you know give themselves that cha- uh, chance in the last game. But now you're seeing that complete 180 I talk about. They're top five in the power play and the penalty kill. Yeah. And it's night and day how much different this team looks when you can compete on special teams and, and be as dangerous as they are. So uh, another note, I guess, would be Andrew Bash's last 10 games. I think he's got 20 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been going off. Uh, when you talk about the power play, obviously, maybe we don't talk enough about Gavin McKenna. But Which is I, crazy. It's, just, it's, it's bizarre to me how different uh, teams defend the Tigers' power play when Gavin's on the ice and when he's not, and just how they – Gavin's presence opens up so many different lanes. Yeah, just him being on the ice, and not not to make uh, I, I don't want to criticize last year's team, but do you think that maybe they were missing that one person to kind of orchestrate the power play last year? Well, last year was just one dimensional. It was just pass it to the right. Brendan Lee's going to be standing on the circle, and you're going to hit one timer. Yeah, that's all it was. There were they, a lot of one timer goals. They, you're they, absolutely right. They didn't have options, right? They didn't really try and work the puck down yeah. low. There wasn't cross seam passes to try and yeah. open up lanes. It was just work the puck eventually yeah. to that right dot, left-handed shot of Brandon Lee. You can just one-time pucks. Yeah, well said. I completely forgot about it. You know, it was like <laughs> watching Mario Lemieux just on the power play, just yeah. hitting one-timers. Yeah. Nonchalant, yeah. But um, it, it's, it's crazy. Happy birthday, by the way, Gavin McKenna. 16 now. Yeah, now he's 16. 16 years old. Go get your license. Go get your license. Congrats. So... Yeah, Gavin just opens up a lot of space, uh, which maybe is one of the more underrated things. Like, obviously, he's putting up points and he's doing a really good job in his first year as a 15, now 16 year old in the league. Uh, he, he's doing exceptionally well. But just his ability and how much of a threat he becomes 
and what it does for his line mates, whether it's 5-on-5 five five or we're really seeing on the power play. Uh, that's been noticeable. Oasis Weisblatt has five game winners. Man. He only has 10 huge. goals this year. He has been a quiet but huge part of this team. Like half of this guy's goals are game winners. So it tells you just like the kind of player that Weisblatt is. Um, there, You know, there's always a saying like analytics people, for example, hate that the thought of being clutch, the clutch factor, because yeah. you can't measure it. There's no real way to measure it, but you just know it. You can feel it. A lot of old school hockey people, and I like to think myself as like a hybrid. I like stats. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes things just pass the eye test. You can tell what Oasis Weisblatt has that kind of next level when things matter a bit most. Yeah. Um, five game winners and just ten goals to kind of reflects that a bit. Bunch of assists too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His point total is great. Like he's he's developing, he's growing, and really he's falling under the expectation that you should be putting up more points each and every year. He's doing that. Um, but I just think that leading the team in game winners with a guy that only has 10 goals on the season, that's rather impressive. Uh, defensemen look really good. I I am excited to see Re, or, uh, Matt Peranich eventually get a goal. It's <laughs> coming. I'm looking forward to that day. Uh, he's been playing really well. When it comes to Reed Andreessen, I mean, he's kind of quietly gone about his business and putting up points this year. Um, and, and still picking up defensive responsibilities on penalty kills and stuff like that. There's just a lot to like. Like like I kind of said in the tweet, you can ask about any player, and I could probably tell you something good that's happened with them and yeah. what they're doing well. Yeah, a lot of positives. Which is really, really cool to see. Um, and it makes a lot of people excited for the second half of the year, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a wild second half. Um, one last thing before uh, we cut this short, but uh, we also should give some love to the prospects, Liam and Marcus Rock. Yep. They are going to be representing Canada at the youth Olympics. Yeah, the Youth Olympics. Youth Olympics. Gangdon, I think it is. I, yep, I'm glad I you said so. it because I didn't want to try. But, I, d- uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's what it The was. Rock's still uh, making an impact, so congratulations to them. Yep. Also on the Team USA uh-huh. is uh, Schaefer Gordon Carroll. Yeah. So yeah, the three kids that we've been talking about that aren't up here yet uh, are going to represent Canada and the U.S. at the Youth Olympics. Yeah. And they're going to be here next year. Well, I, well, the Rocks let's, let's hope that Schaefer Gordon Carroll yeah, the, is. The Rocks, I think, are. I think the, the jury's still out. Yeah. We're hoping. Haven't heard anything like finalized on Gordon Carroll. But we, we, we love to have him. We have a gigantic teepee. Yeah, yeah, don't get us wrong. We have a gigantic teepee. And remember when you were here at camp and you got to play with that Gavin McKenna kid? He's yeah. still here. He's still here. So you love can to play, play with you. you. Can come play with him. Yeah, he'd love to play with you, yeah. Schaefer. I'm sure that uh, you guys will get along great. Yeah. So you just fingers, get on toes, well. Um, eyes, everything crossed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what else you need, but uh, it sure be, would be cool to have you here. I mean, that's three more forwards that this team's going to potentially add in, right? Yeah, when the overagers are three defensemen. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of depth on this team yeah, that's coming. It's it's curious for the future and, and what the team does. But for right now, very, very good spot to be in. I mean, you're pretty much adding in a line next year. When the Rocks come in, that's already a line because the kids, they, right. they play together. Maybe that's what the Tigers will do. Like this year, it's the three goalie system. Next year, five lines. Hey man, never say never. Uh, Willie's changing his some? game. Year five lines. At a time. Yeah, they're now going to have a five-line <laughs> team. Imagine? Just every other night, a whole line gets scratched. Yeah, and a new line comes in. Might be, man. They're, they're. I, I don't think so. Hey. But, but if you were to tell me that we were going to have three goaltenders, I would have said nope. Right. Right. You I, told me three overage defensemen. Probably would have said no. I wouldn't have believed it either. Um. 
But yeah, it's going to be a fun second half, man. I mean, I, I am hopeful that I don't see any reason for believing that the Tigers won't keep playing well in the second half to win the division. Like they've built up, like we've said, seven point lead, and they've earned that. Yeah, I I don't yes. I don't get the sense they're going to let off at all either. Um, they're going to kind of want to put it to some central division teams. Yep. Like they haven't beat the Calgary Hitman, for example, since Doesn't opening night. Doesn't seem like a team that would even think about coasting. No. No, there's not going to be any of that. Because you've seen it in the games where they're like dominating. Like you say, it's 5-1. Sometimes you see teams lay off the gas pedal a little bit, work more defensively. Not them. Right. You looked at that game against Edmonton when it was against Beckett Lankow. They kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting. Uh-huh. Because this is a team, under the guidance of the coaches, we're not, we're not stopping. Yeah, I can't take a shift off. We're not though. taking a shift off. We're not letting the game get out of hand. I don't care what the score is. We are going to make sure that we're going full throttle each and every game, and I respect that True. because we had an 11-game season two years ago. 11 wins, yeah. 11 yeah. wins. <laughs> Wasn't great. No. Also, uh, one final thought. I understand we're 36 games away from playoffs mm-hmm. uh, for the Tigers, but if it were to start today, Swift Current Broncos would be oh, on the stop docket it. for the first round. That old guy's going to be so mad at us. He could try and fight us Swift again. Swift Current Broncos would be slotting into the seventh position in the Eastern Conference if, if things were to wrap up today. And now, we're hoping that I think we're, we're, we're still in, that we're going to go travel with the team. I plan to. I plan to for, wherever the first for playoffs. Is. Yeah, I, Does that I even include Brandon? Um, it does not include Brandon. Okay, I am not going to Brandon, think, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to Manitoba. Everywhere also, else, though. Also, uh, third to eighth is separated by six points in in the Eastern Conference. That's going to be a fight. Yeah. I mean, third to tenth is separated by eight points. That's going to be a fight. And that's a fight that I don't want to be in. No. Tigers <laughs> can just battle it up with the Blades <laughs> yeah. for top spot in the conference. They can just go fight them. I would rather that. But, hey, uh, Tiger fans, enjoy your holidays. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Spend some time with some family, some loved ones, some wobbly pops. Sure. Tigers going to be back in action on the Wednesday. That's right. Wednesday, they'll be back at her uh, in Red Deer at the PV Mart Centrium. Yeah. Gord Bamford's favorite spot as uh, the Tigers take on the Rebels. And then uh, Tabby's come home Friday against the Swift Current Broncos Saturday. Uh, the 30th of December against the Lethbridge Hurricanes again. So seeing a lot of Lethbridge over this little stretch here. But Well, if the first two games are any, last two games are any indication, I wouldn't mind seeing some more Lethbridge. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> fair. I mean, five games, first five coming out of the Christmas break against Central Division teams. They're big. Crucial. They are. W's they are crucial. Are. Uh, as always, we enjoy you for downloading, listening to this podcast. Thank we, you. We couldn't do it if it wasn't for you. Uh, and thank well, you. We could, but it wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same. Yeah. And and we also couldn't do it without our friends at Windsor Play. Yeah, we we actually couldn't we do it without them. Yeah, that's a good point. They we are. tried to last year and it didn't work so didn't well. Didn't really work as well. But they are the experts you need to know. So we appreciate the heck out of them. And until next time. Go Tigers, go! Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged!